miss my friends, yeah. I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. And I ain't got no life. This is quarantine. Welcome back to the next one, episode two of Calvin's Headspace. Hope you're all doing well. And I'm looking forward to the episode, the breakdown of the quarantine lyrics. Uh, I think the reason why I'm looking forward to it is I think my lyrics are quite clever. And also too, there's also backstories behind certain lyrics and just certain way certain reasons why certain things are in the song, which I'll get to, but um, should be a funny episode, but don't raise your expectations because I said that. Um, so just a quick note, um, if you are enjoying the content, make sure to subscribe and follow my podcasts and my music, just it helps the alg- algorithm, helps it grow. So that's all I'll say about that and I'll catch you on the next one. No, no. Um, so I'll just go through uh, the lyrics. If any stories come up, we'll we'll talk about the stories. Um, just a side note too, uh, with mouth noises, I've been told that there's actually a bit of a cult following of people on like TikTok. I think it's called ASMR, where people actually like mouth noises and stuff like that. So it's good news. So uh, if there's any people out there, hopefully there's a few mouth noises in there to really satisfy your ear. So the the start of the song, fire alert, fire alert, fire alert. I repeat, this is a fire alert. Now, got to mention my good friend Darby, who um, a few episodes ago I mentioned he, myself and him, we share songs together. Um, and he's actually, he's the voice of the intro. Now, the story behind that clip was um, usually when he sends me a song, it'll escalate to three levels. First level being he'll just send a link to the Spotify song. So naturally what I get from that is it's going to be, it's going to be a good song, but um, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be very life ending in terms of disgustingness, the disgustingness scale of how hard the beat is or how good the lyrics are that type of thing. Then the second tier is, you know, he might send the song and also leave a comment or emoji. So then, you know, that the song, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty serious, but then the top tier of all of Darby's sends is he'll link the song. Then he'll send a voice clip. Now, whenever I see that uh, on my WhatsApp, um, firstly, I, 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 I I get fearful of the song because either the beat is just going to be disgusting, disgustingly good, or there's just going to be some some lyrics in there that are really going to shock me or just it's it's just it is a fire alert. Now on I can't remember which song it was on the day, but he sent me a song and he sent me a clip 
and that voice clip was the fire alert. And I think a few hours later he did it again. So I need to find that song, but whatever it was, it was definitely fire alert worthy. So when I was making quarantine, um, I just thought, ah, oh, it would be good to just, because putting people in the intro is kind of becoming my thing now. Like my friend, uh, Cindy, hello, Cindy. Um, she's been in, in the intro of one of my other songs, so it might be a theme, but I just thought this would fit the song perfectly. So just a little background there. So then we move on to the um, lockdown. No, we cannot leave now. Self-explanatory. We're in lockdown. Enough said. We move into I miss my friends. Yeah. I miss my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Now I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. Now I'm missing my friends. Obviously being in lockdown for nearly two years, um, not being able to see everyone has been frustrating. Um, so again, very self-explanatory. Little side note that that section was inspired. It's definitely inspired by Lil Uzi. Um, there's a song of his, uh, can't remember which one, but I think it's of his first album. Very similar type of delivery. And that that's how I got that kind of flow um, and inspiration for that intro. So I move on to the chorus. And again, most of the chorus is self-explanatory. And I ain't got no life. This is quarantine. And I ain't got no life. Can someone please help me? Etc. This is quarantine. We can't do a thing. Self-explanatory. Man, I need my life back. Can you please help me? And man, I need my life back. <laughs> I wish this was a dream, which we, I think we can all relate to. This is quarantine. So yeah, again, the chorus, very self-explanatory. Um, the only thing I would say about it is um, when I'm saying quarantine, I don't actually mean the 14-day period that you're locked inside your house. I use quarantine and lockdown interchangeably. It's, it's the same thing for me when I'm, when I'm saying it in the song. It's just a... I, I, for, for some reason, the word quarantine was just more... It was in my head, so that's, I went with that. We head into the verse now. So this has ruined every single thing. Um, I really want to hang out with my team. So again, that's just, you know, not being able to see your friends, not being able to see your family, just not being able to do anything because of lockdown. Um, then watching TV every night. What else are we going to do? Um, we, we can't take no flight. Again, we can't fly anywhere. Please don't call my phone up till we reunite. So you know how... I think it was more earlier on in the first few lockdowns in Melbourne where like the group Zoom calls were a thing. Personally, I don't mind like one-on-one Zooms. They're, they're, they're fine. But when you're in like a group setting and on Zoom, it's, it's very like awkward to speak and there's a lot of noise coming from everyone. And it's just, for me, I, I, I'm just like, I don't really enjoy it. So when I say, please don't call my phone up till we reunite, I'm just like, there's no point in doing Zooms or any of this stuff. Let's just wait till lockdown ends so we can see each other in person and have a legitimate time. And the other thing you'll, pro- you'll probably notice it in more songs is for some reason I really like saying phone on songs. I, I, I just like it. I just, I just froth saying phone on a song. So I'll probably be saying it on all the songs because it's just the best. Okay, now this is, this is like the gold the gold of the podcast right here. Like 
if you're like this guy, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this guy. He's always going on tangents. He's annoying me. This is where your dedication will pay off. So the line is, and I just want to bowl. Council put the signs up, stole them all. F the council. Um, you know, my mum might be listening, so I, I, I don't want to swear, you know. Got to respect. Pay respect. <laughs> so um, this is the story. Um, I just want a ball. So normally I play, I play basketball socially. Um, and last year during, this was last year during lockdown, um, oh, actually, before I get into the story, another thing that I just, cause this is like mental health related too. Um, I personally don't think I'm the greatest storyteller, so I'm going to try my best. Um, but in general, um, I've got this weird thing where if I'm telling a story to someone or a group of people and you know, when you're telling a story and people like react to the story and, you know, say things where they might be like, oh yeah, um, that reminds me of blah, blah. And the story kind of, it diverts. I like the whole time I am getting anxiety being like, oh no, I need to finish the story. Like the story, it's people are talking that the story's getting off track. I need to, I need to bring the story back so I can just finish it. Cause it's going to be awkward. Like it's just a weird um, thing that goes on in my head. So I think I just need to calm down uh, when telling stories and obviously people will respond because we're human beings and that's what we do. So that's just a, a fun thing to chuck in on the side. But back to the story, me and my partner at the time, Amber, we every day um, after work during lockdown, we would go down to like our local basketball court and shoot hoops. Um, every day, like it was just, it was the thing. We had this game where one round each person would shoot five times from a particular spot on the court. Um, and whoever had the most buckets at the end would win the round. So that's one point. And then first to 10, it was a very good game, very competitive. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I think there was a stage where I lost 10, 10 games in a row. Now, the rules are a little bit different um, is what I do need to say about that because um, she could shoot her five shots with no defense, nothing, not at all. Where when I had to shoot my five shots, I, I could only stand on the one spot and she was able to do whatever she wanted. You know, she could grab my arm or like just harass me and <laughs> I would lose and I would continually lose. So I was angry um, before the event happened. So we, we, one of these days we get down to the court and we're like, yep, hit. We're shooting around. I've probably lost eight in a row, so I'm ready for redemption. It's, I'm like, today's the day. I'm going to redeem myself. No choking. I get there and there's cable ties on the gates to get into the court. So they're locked. And then there's a sign, there's a, there's a few signs up about, there's four signs up. And, you know, I saw, I saw one of them and it said something like the neighborhood watch will call the police if you're on this court because it's closed due to COVID. Now 
the thing about the court was on one side you had like um, a fence with a gate on each end, but if you crossed over to the other side because there was a park in between um, where the court is, sort of on the on the right hand side to it, there was a there was a fence there which was below waist height, so you could easily just step over and get on the court. So I can just go to the other side. So what? You're wasting your time doing this. And then second of all, I was thinking, are you are you the government? What? Who are you? Neighborhood Watch? Like, who do you think you are? I'm I'm trying to hoop here. We're just trying to hoop to get by in this tough time. And you think you're going to be the Neighborhood Watch and be the saviors of COVID? And basically, you're not the government, so you can't tell me what to do. And associating the Neighborhood Watch with the council, that's kind of where the council link comes in. So didn't get to a ball that day. So... I needed to take matters into my own hands. So later that night, I hatched a plan that I would that I would go down to the court under the cover of darkness and I would take down the signs and I would cut the cable ties to free us all and open the gates. So I'm at home. I get dressed, obviously, in dark clothing because, you know, got to be prepared for what's out there in the streets. Now, I think I, I headed down there maybe 9, 9.30. Now, keep in mind, there wasn't a curfew at this time because if there was a curfew, there's no way, there's no way I'm taking it that far. I'm not, I'm not going to be out on the streets while there's a breaking curfew. That is just, that is not allowed. So I drive down there um, and so I'll try to describe the street just to give you an idea. So you go through a roundabout and the street runs straight for maybe 200 metres. After about 50 metres, there's the park, the entry to the park on the right. Then there's the basketball court, where, which is the gated side. And there's four courts um, in like kind of like a square there. Um, then running parallel to that street on the other side um, is another street that's, that runs like 200 metres straight. Um, so you can cut through the park to get to the other side, which is very important to the story. <laughs> so what I do is I take a ride at the roundabout and park on the second street, the second parallel street, like kind of near the, near the bottom portion. Um, so I park, I've got um, a pair of scissors because got to, got to get these cable ties off. <laughs> so, so I walk around to the, the first street, um, which is where the gated side is, where the high the high fence is. So, you know, it's dark, streets looking dark, I'm walking, I'm creeping, got my eyes out for the neighborhood watch, because who knows, maybe they're just maybe they're just sitting by the window of their houses and they're just waiting for someone to come. So I walk down and I get to the first gate, which has a sign, and also it's cable tied. So I get the, I get the scissors out and I'm at this point, I'm, I'm terrified <laughs> and I, I'm like cutting, I'm cutting the, um, the cable tie that's locked the gate. So I cut it, it takes me eight, like at least 30 seconds to a minute. So I cut it off. Then I go to cut the sign down, but at this point I'm, 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 I'm scared. I'm like, nah. 
someone's someone's going to see me. I'm going to get in trouble. So I I start I just I'm like bail on this sign, just bail on it. So I walk down to the next gate and I'm like I'll just walk 200 meters down and then do a loop again. So I walk down and as I walk past I just grab the second sign, which is the neighborhood watch sign in particular, which I really out of all the signs, because some of them were like, ah, oh, closed because of COVID, but didn't say anything about the government at this stage. So it was a neighborhood watch sign. So in my anger from earlier, I just grabbed the sign and ripped it off the fence. And it felt great, but it was actually one of the loudest noises ever, because ripping the cable ties off of like a metal fence. So it's it's making this noise. So then I, I start running. <laughs> I'm running. I, I'm running 200 meters down because I, I'm, I'm running and laughing because I'm, it's exhilarating, but I'm also scared of getting in trouble. So I run, I run down to sort of one of the side streets. Then I take a right turn. Then I take another right turn. So now I'm walking down that second street back towards the court. Um, with, with the sign in hand. So then, um, I eventually get to the other side, which is the, the low fence, which is like below waist height. And there's a sign there and a cable tie, but I thought, I mean, there's no point cutting the cable tie because anyone can just jump over the fence. It's stupid. You're stupid council. Um, so then I get to the gate and, I'm a bit more composed this time um, and I just carefully cut off the second sign. So I've got the second sign. I'm feeling good. Um, what I decide to do just for safety is I cross through the park back to the other side and then I'm going to walk back around to the second street on the right. Cause you know, you, you just never know. Um, I've, there's been a bit of disturbance by me with, with the loud noises and the running and, <laughs> You, just, you can never be too careful. So um, I'm walking back the other way and I, I get onto the straight of the right-hand street. And then in the distance, I see two headlights approaching. Now, I've got no idea what kind of car it was, if it was a police car, if it was, you know, the, the mayor of the neighbourhood watch just doing his rounds for the evening. But as soon as I see the, the car, I, I turn around and I, I'm sprinting again. <laughs> And then not too long into the sprint, um, I realized that I'm running with scissors. So then I'm like, oh shit, I'm running with scissors. I'm not meant to run with scissors. So then I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a state, I'm still running with the scissors. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get rid of the evidence. I got to get rid of these scissors. So I run past this bush and I just throw the scissors in. I, I, I run back around. And I run into the park, so I take a ride into the park. And luckily, there was there's quite a few like trees and bushes. So at this stage, I'm hiding in hiding in the park, um, and I'm just waiting like to see if the car is coming or where it's coming from. So maybe ten seconds after I'm in the bush, I, a car goes past on the left hand side um, where the high fence of the basketball court is driving at an unusually medium pace. So they're not, it's not super slow, but it's abnormally under the 50K limit. So I'm, I'm sus. 
and and again, I I I can't tell what kind of what car it was at this stage, but I see it go past. Now I thought, you know, best to be best to be safe here and wait it out just in case I do another lap. And luckily I did that because a couple of minutes later, same cars coming coming back on the right hand side um, of the street. Um, so I'm like, ah, oh, someone's out. Someone's noticed. They're, they're out to get me. They're going to get me. Um, but then I'm listening and I, I hear the car like go through the roundabout away from the street. And as soon as I hear that, I'm, I'm running again, running out the bush, running around to my car. I get in the car, um, drive home, get inside. And I'm like, okay, reevaluating the mission. So what, how many signs did I get? Two, two signs. Yeah. No, no, actually no three. I don't know, but there's one, but basically it doesn't matter how many signs I've picked up. There's one sign remaining and there's one gate that's still officially locked. I'm not including that stupid waist high one. Cause again, it's stupid. Um, I get home. I'm exhilarated. Uh, uh, what a thrill, you know, pulled off the heist pretty successfully. Um, I do get questioned at home where the scissors have gone. <laughs> so the new plan was, well, the next day I'm going to have to go back to pick up the scissors. Um, so the next day I'm like, you know, we're not going to hoop tomorrow because I didn't know how successful the the plan was going to be. But I was like, I'll take a walk down there, pick up the scissors and just see where we're at. So... I walk down to the street. Um, I walk to the bushes and I find the scissors, pocket those, feeling pretty good. Then I, um, I, I start heading down the first street, the, the, the one, the 200 meter street, left-hand side. And I'm walking and in, in the distance, I can see that the gate where I cut that cable tie, it's wide open. It has been flung open it it was it was a moment of pure joy because I'm thinking, well, someone's obviously opened the gate because how else is it open now? Because even though I cut the cable tie, it's still you had to unlock the the gate formally. So I'm getting excited. I'm walking up to the the court. I'm like, oh, if people are playing basketball, it's gonna be the greatest. It's gonna be the best. I get to the court, um, and there's two kids. They're hooping. They're, they're having a good time. The sun's out. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like, I'm like, yes, this is, this is what it's all about. Um, and as I'm walking past, there's still that one sign left. So me, I've got, there's no fear. There is no fear this time. I just grab, go up to the fence, rip the sign down, makes another loud noise. So the two kids look at me um, and I was just like, they can never stop us bawling. And they cheered and I was smiling. And then I, I walked off at a very fast speed because, again, I've ripped the sign down. I don't know who's watching. And then that was it. Um, the the next, next day, get there, um, they've now put actual locks on the gates. And 
it's gone a bit more serious. So that night, um, I grabbed my bolt cutters. No, 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 no. That I, I drew the line there. You know, <laughs> there's a difference between cutting cable ties and using bolt cutters on a lock. I don't know. Just it sounds very criminal. Like that. It was the next stage in being a criminal, and I'm just not. I wasn't ready to go to that level. I had my victory. I had my signs. So when you hear that lyric, and I just want a ball, council put the signs up, stole them all, F the council, that's why, that's why. So then um, we get to the next part of the verse and I'm stuck inside and I'm close to homicide. Uh, the ad libs, oh shit. Um, now the thing about, now, because obviously when you're locked down with someone, I don't care if it's your family, friends or whoever, you're just so sick of them that that's how I describe the situation. Um, and the thing about that ad lib there was I, it was actually like I stuffed up the take on one of them. So I was doing it and then I was like, Oh shit. Like, but I, I decided to keep it in there because I was like, uh, oh, if Amber hears that line, I mean, is she going to be mad at me? I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know. So I just kept it in there. And one more thing, I really hate quarantine, F quarantine. Again, self-explanatory. Um, there's like a half second chorus. Then we hit the, uh, then we hit the second verse. So quarantine, no gym. So that means no creatine. There've been some thieves. My arms don't even fill my t-shirt sleeves. So, for people that I guess don't know what creatine is, it's just like a supplement you use um, for the gym. You know, I, I don't even actually know really what it does. Uh, here's my guess. I don't know how right or wrong this is. This could be like bro science or just I've forgotten. But I think it, something to do with it, it you, re, you retain water or something or you get more power in the workout. I don't know. I don't know. But... um. Obviously, the gyms are all shut during um, lockdown. So back then I was taking creatine. So I'm like, well, there's no point in me taking it now because the gyms are closed. So no creatine. Um, then a story about my T-shirt size, which it may shock some of you, but before lockdown, I was a size medium in a T-shirt. Now I am a skinny guy. There's no doubt about it, but that is factual. Medium-sized T-shirt, quite snug around the sleeves. So it's a wake-up call to some of you because I was a medium. Now I'm, I'm probably a small again, maybe extra small, but back then it was the medium. Um, <laughs> and obviously now I, I've, lost, I've lost a bit of size and the t- the medium t-shirts are fitting loosely around the arms because somewhat because covid has stolen my gains basically now a few more self-explanatory lines face masks everywhere don't you cough don't dare i think we all know when we see someone coughing in public in general we um there's a bit of a look that goes around or a bit of concern 
Um, then the, the end of the verse, and one more thing, Imagine Quarantine was Yeodine. Yeodine is a famous, it's a famous place amongst uh, the New Zealand group of friends. I, I, I wasn't part of the initial Yeodine. I came in about, I think it was the third time, because there's been like four visits, four, four to five visits, I think. Um, but basically, it's a place um, about an hour, hour and a half um, from Melbourne where it's like you just Airbnb. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. I'm getting a phone call. All right, so uh, sorry about that. Um, I'm actually getting a nasal procedure on uh, Tuesday for a deviated septum. So they were just confirming the arrival time. Anyway, so we're talking about Yeadine. So, um, yeah, normally about 10 to 15 of us will go um, just for the weekend and basically we go to spend time together, have a good time, have a party. And it's just like the best because what usually happens is like we eat the greatest food ever because groups of people are assigned to cooking. So like, a group will be assigned for the Friday dinner, Saturday breakfast. Usually the breakfast is so big that you you don't eat lunch. So we then we have the Saturday dinner um, and the food's so good and it's just a real community kind of feeling because, you know, people all cook together, um, prepare the food and we're all eating together and we're playing, uh, you know, that game Catan. I've only ever played it once and I did pretty well. Um, but yeah, just that kind of thing and, um, spending time together and just, it's, it's just, it's the best. Like if you've been, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you haven't, hopefully you've got your own form of Yodine in some way, but, um, the lyric imagine quarantine was Yodine. So that's me thinking, I imagine if you had to do quarantine, but you were at Yodine for two weeks. And you're with like your group of friends. Um, and, you know, I would be worried about my health. That's for sure. Um, two weeks at year 18, that's quite, that's quite intense. Um, and just while we're on year 18, um, just like to put it out there that I, I think my first performance at year 18, I think I was, that could be the greatest performance of all time at year 18. If anyone has any objections, please advise. But I'm definitely definitely top two. Like I haven't been to them all, but like you know, I really, I really, I really did well. I performed, and I was remembered as a hero that trip. Uh, anyway, um, so that basically covers off the lyrics because um, the last verse, again, I mean, sorry, not the last verse, uh, last chorus. Just more, just more. It's just the chorus repeated, you know. <laughs> um, then there's the outro where I'm just basically saying quarantine and lockdown and and one more thing. I really hate quarantine, but it's pitched down, which um, obviously that's like an ASAP thing to do. Um, and I just like, uh, I do like using it in songs. So it was just a good way to end the song because um, it sounds good, like it sounds, it's, it's just a good ending. So um, that covers it. I've been talking for a while, um, but 
you know, I've decided that I'm going to like edit it a little bit just to get rid of the silences and because there's actually been parts where I've just stopped talking because I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'll just edit it a little bit just just to give it a bit more polish. Um, and that just brings me to like feedback um, because I've had some good feedback from people um, and it's going to help me um, sort of decide what I want to do or what I want to change. So if you've got any feedback or um, just something that might help me um, have better podcasts, please let me know. And remember to um, like subscribe to the podcast, follow my music, rate if, you can, if, if you've got that function available. And I'll catch you on the next one. Bow. Bow. I miss my friends, yeah. I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. Now I miss my friends. And I ain't got no love.